You are listening to Mindfully Well with Mel, episode number 33. Hey friends, welcome to Mindfully Well with Mel. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I'm a registered nurse, certified functional nutritionist, and life coach who empowers busy women to attain the life they love and to feel well inside and out. This podcast dives deep into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of what it looks like to live mindfully well. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. We are in full-on summer over here, and today's episode is going to help you with some food choices this summer, but also to let you know that my little guy is home all summer long, and he's especially home today without supervision besides myself. He knows I'm recording, and I can hear him singing outside of my door, so if you hear some background noise, that's what it is. We can't edit out everything. We can't edit out crew in our life, if we're being honest, so he might make his appearance in this episode in the background. I'll do my best, and it's actually going to be a nice little short episode for you today. It's going to hit home for a lot of you, and it's going to be a short one, but a good one. So today's episode is going to be around eating off plan. This happens a lot, especially during the summer, right? We become a lot more reactive in the summer. We want to be free. We want to feel in the moment, but oftentimes these choices that come from what we think is freedom and feeling in the moment is actually just a reaction. And it doesn't get us to feeling better in our bodies, which is usually what we want. I teach my clients and also on the podcast, I teach you what mindful eating is and mindful eating in a basic way of explaining what this is, is that you think about your foods ahead of time. I also teach macronutrients, but we're not going to talk about that in today's episode, but you think about your foods ahead of time and you do what you said you would do. And that's basically mindful eating. There's also other um, important components to this where you, you know, become a mindful person while you eat, you look at your environment and things like that. But today I'm just talking about thinking about your foods ahead of time and then doing what you said you would do. And this actually works beautifully, just this simple thing, because you're using your prefrontal cortex, which is the adult portion of your mind that makes wonderful decisions. You use that to make your decisions on what to eat. I also teach you about the hunger scale, which basically is a scale from zero to 10. Zero is you're starving, very uncomfortable. You've gone several hours with eating without eating, and you would eat anything to not feel hungry anymore. And then a 10 is like Thanksgiving dinner full, right? You've ate way too much. You kind of just got to sit there and let it pass. It's uncomfortable. You don't want to be a 10. You don't want to be a zero. And then I tell you to eat when you're around a three to a four and you finish when you're around a seven to an eight. And if you're my coaching client, you know all of this. If you are not, this is what I teach in my coaching. And it's what I call mindful eating. So it works beautifully um, because it allows you to move away from constantly having to hover like a helicopter mom over the food scale and tracking in my fitness pal. Um and move into more of an intuitive process. However, I always like to say we're not really intuitive eaters anymore because we don't live in our ancestors' environment. We could be intuitive eaters if 
we didn't um, go outside of our door and be inundated with Burger King and Starbucks and Twinkies and whatnot, right? There's sugar everywhere. It's really hard to be an intuitive eater anymore. So I like to use the term mindful eater because it makes more sense in our day and age. So it works wonderfully, but what happens when you're not actually doing what you said you would do, right? Sometimes you eat foods that don't help you with your end results of improving energy, losing weight, healing your gut, or improving hormonal balance or all of them, right? And why don't we do this? Why don't we sometimes do what we said we were going to do? Or if this is all the time for you right now, and this is because of desire, Um, We desire to feel good in the moment because we're primal beings. We are reactive beings and that it plays to our detriment often when it comes to food in our society, right? So we have the desire to feel good all the time. When we feel good, our body feels like we're safe and our brain feels like we're safe and it's like check done. We're doing our job, right? And desire often comes with food, right? We have to desire food in order to live. And we're also have a lot of high sugar foods around us, which is why we desire it all the time. And, um, high sugar foods give us a lot of dopamine and dopamine. It's a cycle of Um, continuing more and more and more. But here's the thing. Desire isn't actually the problem. It's the desire and then being submissive to all of your desires without stopping and thinking ahead of time. There was actually a study done on rats where they blocked their dopamine receptors and they gave them sugar water and they appeared to enjoy it, but they actually had no drive to get it anymore because they blocked their dopamine receptor. They had no drive to eat. They had no desire for sex. They had no desire to live and they actually died. (laughs) They actually died because they didn't have dopamine anymore. So they didn't have that internal drive to continue to do the do, do the things that, um, kept them alive. So we don't want to get rid of desire. We don't want to get rid of dopamine, right? Desire is natural and it's important. So we can't be frustrated with our desires to eat foods that don't actually help you get to your goal. You have to accept the desire will always be there. Desire will be there when you're at your goal. You're still going to have those things that don't make you feel good. They make you feel good right now, but they don't make you feel good in the long term. You can try to push against those desires, but it's not going to work. They're always going to be there. But what you can do is plan ahead of time using that beautiful prefrontal cortex that we use in mindful eating. But what do you do when you use this mindful eating process and you're making you're making strides, you're starting to understand yourself, you're starting to understand why you do the things you do to, to some extent, you're starting to see that when you plan and you do, you feel better. But then what happens on the days when your plan just goes to shit, right? When you're approached with a circumstance in your life that doesn't allow you to do the plan, or you simply just want to do the other thing because of desire, right? So let's say for example, like last night is a good example for me is, um, I didn't plan on having, um, a fire with my kids outside in the backyard, but it was a beautiful night and it was perfect. It was like the classic summer night and it was just so gorgeous. And so I was like, yeah, let's have a fire. And of course we can't, my children just cannot have a fire without marshmallows. And I love s'mores. I just love them. They're they're sweet, they're crunchy, they're soft, they have chocolate, they've got all, they hit all the points for me. I just love them. Um, But I didn't plan for s'mores. And 
I also have been feeling very crummy in my body lately. I don't know what is going on. There's something going on with my gut. I don't worry. I'm fixing it. I've got, I've got my, (laughs) I got my hands in it. I'm, I'm working on it, but s'mores are not going to help me feel better in my body. And I didn't plan on them, right? My plan yesterday was to eat more bland foods, eat foods that I know would have the best outcome on helping me not feel nauseated, not feel bloated, not feel have a lot of stomach pain. Um, So my plan was that. My plan was not s'mores. And the kids got out the s'more stuff. They were roasting their marshmallows. And I knew that I had under ate that day out of the result and the desire to feel okay in my body, right? So I was very choosy about my foods ahead of time and what I was doing. And I was, I was planning on just eating to what my stomach could handle yesterday. And I knew I under ate and my reactive part of my brain started to go into, well, you could, you did overeat today. You could easily have this and it wouldn't be a problem. You could easily have this because you probably do need the fuel, Melissa. You don't need to undereat, right? So then you go into trying to um, trying to bargain with yourself and trying to find reasons why it would be good to have a s'more, right? That's just my reactive brain coming out, finding reasons why it wants to enjoy this s'more. But then I stopped and I asked myself, "Do I like my reason for having this s'more?" So my primal brain was coming up with the reasons that you had under eight during this, during the day, you could use those calories, right? It wouldn't hurt you. Um, the kids already have the s'mores out They're right here. It's not a big deal. You should enjoy it. It's summer, right? These are all the reasons why my reactive brain wanted to like the reason. But if I stopped and asked myself, do I really like my reason And the reason was because it sounded good and the the things were out right now and then it's summer. That's not the reason, right? The reason why I decided not to have the s'more earlier on in the day why I didn't put it in there was because I wanted my stomach to feel better. That's the reason I like. I didn't like the reasons of doing it just because they were there, of doing it because, oh, I under ate, I could probably have it. That wasn't the reason I liked. So what do you do when the circumstances of your day don't allow you to do the things that you planned or because you simply want to do the other thing? You stop. And stopping is the hardest part because we're reactive and primal beings. And so is everyone around you. And you're not taught to do this. You have to teach yourself. That's why it's so hard. You're having to teach yourself, your adult brain that's been living a very reactive life most of your life, most of the time, right? It's not a normal thing to stop and ask yourself this very important question that I want you to write down everywhere and put it somewhere so you see it every day for the rest of the summer is do you like your reason? Do you like your reason? to have a s'more tonight when you didn't plan to? Do you like your reason to have a drink after work when you said you wouldn't? Do you like your reason for walking instead of strength training? Do you like your reason for choosing a rest day when you planned to do a leg workout? Do you like your reason for choosing the drive-through versus going home to the meal you cooked? 
And here's the beautiful thing. If you like your reason, there's no room for guilt. So do not order a hot fudge sundae topped with guilt. You don't get to do that when you like your reason. And if you don't like your reason, you'll see that. And then you'll get closer to the reason you're actually choosing that thing over what you planned. And why wouldn't you like your reason? Well, it always goes back to what you really want, which is to feel better in your body. But then there's also this side of having compassion with self-discipline. How do you know which one to do? You just stop and ask yourself, do you like your reason? And is it a compassionate self-love reason? Then it's okay. Then you don't have to feel guilty for choosing it. The other thing I always like to ask my clients, especially in this season of when we're going on vacations and we're going camping and we're just not in the normal, um, the normal day-to-day things during the school year and during the fall and the winter is that if you were at your goal right now, let's say it's a weight goal, an energy goal, you feel good in your body. If you were at that right now, like fast forward a year, you reached your goal. Would you change your mind on how you behaved while you were on vacation. If it's no, then there's no reason to feel guilty about what you did. You have to feel good in your body, the, on your journey, the same way you would when you're at your goal, right? So if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, If you at your 20 pound weight loss goal, you reached it, you're there, you're maintaining, you're feeling good. And in that life, you have a s'more on Wednesdays with your kids. Then you do that while you're losing weight. And that is called compassion and self-discipline, right? You're not altering your life drastically while you're losing weight. Because when you do that, you're on a diet and you don't want to live a diet lifestyle. We live in a diet culture and it's, it's in your brain that you either have to be a yes or you have to be a no. It's okay to be a maybe. It's also feels like it's always black or it's white. And that's what I call living in the gray. Sometimes it's dark gray. Sometimes it's light gray. Sometimes it's medium gray. If you're in the gray, you're usually in a good spot. If you learn the thing of doing what you say you'll do, which is mindful eating, you will build trust with yourself. And that's the number one thing you need to reach your goal and keep your goal. So if you plan for what is sometimes called like higher joy foods, like ice cream, you get to enjoy them on mindful eating. You even get to, I love this part. You get to think about them ahead of time. You get to actually enjoy it more by knowing it's coming and then you get to have it. And then you don't have to feel guilty because you did what you said you were going to do. I did this last week with my kiddo. He did four weeks of wrestling camp. He did an amazing job. It was an hour and a half every day for four days on his little seven-year-old body. And he did, he did really well. And on the last day I said, what would you like to do to celebrate? 
and we want, he wanted to get Milky Way before we went to his baseball game. We we're going to have dinner there, just him and I, and then we we're going to have an ice cream treat before we went to baseball. And so I knew that that was where I was going to be eating. And I knew that at the beginning of the week, that that's where I was going to be eating on Thursday evening. So I planned for a burger and I planned for a chocolate chip shake because those are my two favorite things there, right? So I knew I was going to be having that all week or for like three or four days ahead of time. So I actually got to experience more joy with that food because I knew it was coming, right? It's kind of like vacation. You, the best part about vacation is knowing it's coming, knowing you get to enjoy it soon, right? The thinking about it ahead of time has actually been proven to be more joyful than um, actually experiencing that, right? So you also get to experience more joy when you know it's coming and then you get to have it and then you don't have to feel guilt because you did what you said you were going to do. You put it in your plan. When you use your prefrontal cortex to make your food choices, even if you're not following a, a specific macro guidance that I give you or anything like that, you will automatically choose foods that will help fuel your goal because your prefrontal cortex knows how to do that. Your mind, when you sit down ahead of time, isn't choosing to have pizza for lunch and cheeseburgers and fries for dinner and then five s'mores in the evening, right? But your reactive mind would do that. But your prefrontal cortex, it doesn't. And you just have to access that part of your brain every day and ask yourself, what am I eating today? How am I going to do that? And you create a beautiful plan for yourself. You want to have authority over your brain and your life. This creates a beautiful life. Your brain is brilliant. Stop and use it before reacting. And if you decide to change your plan, if you decide to go off your plan, ask yourself, do you like your reasons? I want you to remember that your life is programmed. It's programmed by you, not your circumstances, which is your kid's summer schedule, your husband's work schedule, your work schedule, and your boss's agenda. It's not that. It's created by you. What would be different for you this summer if you just asked yourself when you make a decision, do I like my reason? You'd find yourself not eating to reactions and your life could be drastically different this summer. So from today's episode, I want you to write down, do I like my reasons? Put it on a sticky note. Put it on your bathroom mirror, on your planner, on your dashboard in your car. Make it your background on your phone and then take a picture and I'd love to see it on Instagram and tag me on there. Do you like your reason? And find how much freedom this is going to give you this summer. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindfully Well with Mel. If you're ready to take practical steps to live a more mindful and healthy life, I encourage you to follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Melissa underscore Ike, where I share tips to help women just like you become healthier, 
lose unwanted weight, and feel well without the extremes and overwhelm. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review on iTunes, which helps me to continue to create content you love. Finally, please note that the material in this episode is for educational purposes only and is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. Thanks for listening.